0: It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson.
1: Welcome to the show, guys. Glad to have you along. Make sure, if you get the chance to, if you haven't, to subscribe to the Newsmax Daily on Apple Podcasts today. And if you would, leave a five-star review. That would be huge. Getting a lot of great reviews. Obviously, people like what's happening on the show. It is uh, different than other conservative talk out there. It is uh, informative, funny, and uh, motivational occasionally. Occasionally. A couple of big uh, news things today. Uh, Yelane is just Lane, or whatever her name is. Maxwell, she's been, uh, been convicted of five or six counts of being a freak. Really don't have much to say about her except for, you know, if she sings, um, there are going to be a lot of people who are a little nervous. Uh, I don't know if you do this, but uh, Epstein uh, went to the White House uh, seventeen times when Joe Biden, or, uh, when Bill Clinton was the president, and uh, one time twice in one day. Yeah, boy, Bill must have had a libidinous itch. Yeah. 17 times during the first few times in office there. Uh, Clinton flew on uh, Epstein's private jet 26 times. But wait a minute, Donald Trump flew on his jet too. Yeah, he actually did. He, uh, he flew on the plane four times uh, with his wife, Marla Maples, and his children, Tiffany and Eric. So I'm not thinking it's going to be the kind of flight that, that Bill Clinton flew. The old Mile High Club I'm sure uh, Bill Clinton had, had a freak, like one of those punch cards, like your lunch card when you're a kid. Fill it out, you'll get one free, I guess. Okay. All right, so Aaron Rodgers, the smartest thing said today. Maybe you'll recall for the last year, although most of you haven't been listening for a year, uh, I'm in the saying that dissent is not for disinformation. Uh, the White House, uh, the, the mainstream media, decided to pick up a, uh, an expression uh, used by Joseph Stalin called disinformatia in 1923, which means anything that goes against what the government says is a lie and you should be punished for it essentially. And here is Rogers Aaron Rogers saying exactly what I've been saying. Dissent is not disinformation he's paraphrasing but he's saying exactly what I've been saying. And, and if you don't agree with the ones I use, well, let's come up with some other ones, you know, instead of like sticking a person, you know, putting 10 days in an isolation, you know, with, and, and not able to see anybody and zero treatment options. It, to me, that's just if science can't be questioned, it's not science anymore. It's propaganda. Whoa. Hello. There's the money shot, for lack of a better expression. If science can't be questioned, it's not science anymore. It's propaganda. If science can't be questioned anymore. It's not science. It's propaganda. Dissent is not disinformation. And when dissent becomes disinformation just for the fact that it disagrees with the government, then you know that the government is spewing a propaganda. And if I'm not mistaken, if you look at everything on the whole with regard to uh, Corona, um, its origins, all the way to its treatments, to uh, you know what works and what doesn't work, from uh, wearing cloth masks, uh, from shutting down schools, from six-foot distancing, was pulled out of somebody's rear end. It's just uh, uh, literally in the White House. Somebody said, I don't know, what safe distance at six feet? Five feet? No, man, that's, that's going to be too short. Everybody knows five feet is maybe seven. No, seven's going to be too long. Seven's gonna be, um, seven is going to be too long. Let's go with six. Okay, six. All right, everybody all in and break. Six feet. That's where that came from. They pulled it out of their butts. Yeah. So uh, it was always a, a giant flaming pile of uh, BS. Always, always, always. I was noticing this morning on Weasel Zippers, one of my favorite sites. It was a tweet from uh, Kamala Harris last year, from 11-2 of twenty twenty, right before they stole the election. Uh, the first thing at Joe Biden will and I will do in the White House is get this virus under control. Here's the problem. We have the highest rate of diagnoses uh, since the pandemic began, and one of the reasons why it is the highest number of people diagnosed with the with the uh, the virus is because Joe Biden is in charge, and everything Joe Biden does uh, ends up turning to absolute crap. And if you don't believe me, look at everything ever that he has ever tried as far as policy, and it's always an epic fail. Here's our loudmouth, bigmouth, bloviating, always wrong, now president.
2: The administration's failure on testing is colossal, and it's a failure.
1: There he is going after Trump last year.
2: Planning, leadership, and execution. We will deal honestly with the American people. And we'll never, ever, ever quit.
1: Why are you in Delaware for the 31st weekend this year?
2: That's how we'll shut down this virus. I'm gonna shut down the virus. I'm not gonna shut down the economy. I'm gonna shut down the virus. We need to scale
1: up testing.
2: So anyone who needs one can get a test. Uh, Yeah,
1: we're way behind on that now too.
2: 10 months of the pandemic, we still don't have enough testing. It's a travesty. It's gotten, under, it's gotten worse under you. Some state officials are passing laws or signing orders that forbid people from doing the right thing. But if you aren't going to help, at least get out of the way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that is what, he, what he's doing in, uh, in, uh, in Rehoboth Beach in Delaware. Is he's, he's not able to help, so he's just going to get out of the way. Let's go to uh, Paul in Catonsville, Maryland. Hello there, Paul, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Happy New Year.
3: To you also, Rob. Uh, If uh, tough guy Biden does a misstep in the Ukraine, if he misreads Russia's core security concerns about the Ukraine, uh, we're going to be in trouble. Bob Gates, former Secretary of Defense and CIA chief, said that Biden has been wrong on every major foreign affairs situation in the last 40 years. And we, uh, he rather, Biden is liable to make another big mistake. I'm going to turn my radio back on. Thanks very much for taking my call.
1: God bless you, bro. You know, listen, I'll just tell you, I'm not a a foreign policy expert. And all I know is that he is Joe Biden uh, from all uh, accounts of everyone I've ever heard has never been anything but a blowhard bureaucrat from Washington, D.C. That's what he is. That's all he is. That's all he ever will be. He's never done anything in the private sector uh, uh, of any regard. He's just a career bureaucrat. He's like Anthony Fauci. What has Anthony Fauci done right? And this goes back to, I don't know, HIV and AIDS. See, HIV really became prominent when I was in high school in the early 80s. And uh, Anthony Fauci uh, went with this AZT. If you ever seen uh, Dallas Buyers Club, uh, they were all in on AZT, which ended up killing a hell of a lot of people. Really bad drug. And it took a guy in Dallas to uh, put together a drug cocktail that started people living longer. One of them, I do believe, is still alive, and that is Magic Johnson. He's been alive for 33 years. Just stop and think of his name. Magic Johnson. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there. Anyway, um, so uh, Anthony Fauci's been wrong about everything. He's in charge of AIDS going on 50 years, and there's no vaccine for it. Right? I I don't think there's a vaccine for it. Now, we do have uh, two vaccines for COVID, and part of that is that uh, Donald Trump said... Uh, here's the deal: Give me a couple vaccines for COVID, and they did it, and they did it. But unfortunately, as the efficacy has begun to fail, Anthony Fauci's only recourse is not prophylaxis, is not. And by the way, that's not a condom, Democrats. That's something you take to keep from getting sick, which is kind of what a condom is. But you uh, you, you ingest it like a pill, you see. Um and, and it's never been any about that. It's always been about, huh, son of a gun, I guess, too. Jazz hasn't worked. We'll do a jab and a booster. Oh, crap. The jab and a booster didn't work? Well, I guess we need another booster. Before
3: we start talking about a fourth shot, it would be very important for us to determine the durability of protection, particularly against severe disease,
1: For the third shot. You'd be better off doing two Jägermeisters and, like, two fireballs. Shot booster of an mRNA. That shot, those shots would make you feel better. And the second shot of a and j Right now, we don't have that information. It
0: is
3: conceivable that in the future we might need... Inconceivable! ...an additional shot, but right now we are hoping that we will get a greater degree of durability of protection from that booster shot.
1: We know this one will be the one. This fourth one will be the one, because honestly, if you go to five, everybody know that five is just, five is not good, I guess. Hugh Hewitt described a litany of failures by Anthony Fauci and asked if Anthony Fauci would actually consider uh, uh, quitting. And what do you
3: suppose his answer is? Uh, The controversy since the virus started include the botch testing at the beginning, no research on masks for children in primary care. Yeah, 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 the J and J pause. The controversy over the um, uh, the use or non-use of ivermectin and there was no study. Hydroxychloroquine, any of those, no studies for it. Dr. Collins told me it's not done yet. The, uh, the no discussion of, of natural immunity which exists and ought to be out there. And
1: which I believe I have right now. Thank you very much.
3: The discussion of herd immunity which is Swiss switched back and forth, the mask discussion at the beginning, don't wear masks, the noble lie, and then wear masks, now equity issues in the FDA panel scientific discussion. I've lost confidence in the CDC and the FDA, and I actually believe a lot of Americans, a significant part of America, now have lost confidence in you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to
1: add my hand. I'm, gonna, I'm raising my hand on that one. Yeah, pretty much. A long
3: time ago. Dr. Fauci. Is there a point where you will say, I do more harm than good because people don't listen to me anymore and step aside?
1: No. Absolutely,
3: unequivocally, no. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry,
1: sorry. Because you know when you're a government bureaucrat, you can screw up forever and never lose your job. And then when you do lose your job, get an unbelievable uh, retirement package. His retirement package is like $350,000 a year when he decides to go. It's, I mean, it's like ka-boom. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Years ago, there was a, a virus called H1N1, and I believe it was like the swine flu, and I remember all of the, this was like 2009-ish, uh, 2010-ish, and I remember it was making uh, kids sick. Uh, made me very, very sick, made my kids sick. Uh, we went to visit my mother in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and then both kids came down with his stuff. And so we were are told that he needed, we need, they needed Tamiflu, Tamiflu. So there were doctors who were prescribing something, even though they had never experienced H1M1 before, but they were able to have some autonomy and say, you know, we've heard that Tamiflu might be your best bet. With regard to COVID, that has never been afforded doctors around the country. There was an immediate shutdown with regard to discussion, uh, to the tune that even even doctors who discussed or uh, prescribed some of the therapeutics like Ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, and there are others that have proven to be very, very effective, but some people got fired for doing their job as a doctor, and that is to diagnose and treat, and not just, you know, listen to a, uh, a list from a 50-year bureaucrat in Washington, D.C., who used to live in a hollow tree and make cookies, Anthony Fauci. And then, ultimately, H1N1 went away. What was the difference with this virus? This virus, the, the survivability, about the same as H1N1, I believe... Very, very survivable if you're a, a kid. A two in a million chance of being fatal, and the other studies have shown even fewer. One percent chance, and um, uh, you know, suddenly they, they need a vaccine instead of some Tamiflu, I guess. Like my kid got, my kids got when they were, but it just kind of just I don't know the whole thing. I, I just you got to kind of wonder if it's maybe Mr. Fauci and the U.S. government had a little skid in the game with China, you know. I'm thinking there might be a little bit of that, a little skin in the game with China, a little uh, you know, a little uh, uh, Hunter Biden laptop and a 1.5 billion dollar hedge fund after he traveled to China with Dad in uh, Air Force Two. And then there's that whole uh, I don't know, selling uh, artwork for 500 thousand dollars per, even though you've never, you've never actually, I mean, you've inhaled paint before, you've never exhaled it before. And And oddly enough, it's kind of strange because there's this there's this thing that they do in China among bureaucrats to hide bribes, and it's called Yahoo and it is uh, giving art uh, to people and then um, letting them sell the art at inflated prices, or in this case, uh, paint your own art and somewhere somehow some bureaucrat, oh, it's a half a billion dollars. you know I don't know. Just thinking out loud. thinking out loud is uh, kind of what I do occasionally. With regard to the virus. And here's the thing, you know New York City has some of the strictest vaccine mandates in the entire country, comprised 29% of new coronavirus cases on December 26th. So 30% of new cases are coming from New York. Even though Bill de Blasio announced in August, quote, It went for seven full months, lots of incentives, lots of dialogue, lots of communication, lots of opportunity to talk to your doctor or pediatrician. The voluntary phase is over. And then, of course, uh, he started mandating stuff and all that vaccine requirements and all that stuff. And uh, now New York is the hotbed. New York and Washington, D.C. are the hotbeds. No, I didn't say I didn't say Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's just a shame. I just think some people are ready to just say, screw it, you know, I'm ready. Uh, let's just live life. I didn't play this yesterday, the crazy Karen on the airline. This is this pretty interesting. Uh, this woman, um, she used to be a Playboy model, and I guess we all kind of know, I guess, what Playboy models become. A little nuts! She is a uh, uh, Patricia Cornwall... I don't know what her stage name was. It's Delta Karen now. Uh, Playboy model, and uh, she was on this airline uh, flight, and uh, she was headed back to her seat, and the beverage cart was there, and they asked her, well, just go out and have a seat right here until the beverage cart can go. And uh, the flight attendant reportedly asked her to take an open seat until they pass, at which point she asked, what am I, Rosa Parks? It would actually, who am I? But anyway, uh, Rosa Parks, and then she went after this 80-year-old guy who didn't have his mask on, and she wasn't even wearing a mask. Yes, you are.
2: Yeah, you're you're Look, who invited I'm you? Hate, in I'm country? hating, and I can... Drink your mouth. Don't you want you me dare over talk over to me like that. God damn it. You I'll
3: stand that up.
4: Stand up. Stand, stand up. Sit down,
3: Karen
1: anyway she actually smacked the 80 year old guy upside the head so i guess her next step is uh uh possibly some jail time a fine and then she starts adopting cats so that's a Kat Kamek is a uh, Republican from Florida, and uh, she uh, <clears throat> we was talking to you guys about this yesterday about how badly we want people to pay for all the crap they've done in Washington, D.C., particularly in the last year and a half. And she says, here's what's coming in 2022.
4: When we take the House back in the 118th, first and foremost, we are going to be focused on accountability. People need to go to jail. I'm talking about the Hillary Clintons of the world. I'm talking about the... She'll Eric- never
1: go to jail. It's a nice try, but no, she won't.
4: Eric Holders. I'm talking about all these people who have continued to cause strife and division, break the law, subvert the rule of law, and they have never been held accountable. We're going to go after... The all the
1: people running the DC Gulag.
4: ...origins of COVID-19. We're going to be looking at how we can earn the trust of the American people back. The
1: cop who killed Ashley Babbitt.
4: Because for so long, there has been two standards. One for thee, and then rules for the other people. Those
1: who collaborated to create January the 6th.
4: ...that don't have power, that aren't well-connected. So there's going to be a entire theme, a motif, if you will, around the 118th Congress that is all about accountability and getting to the bottom of so many issues, like election integrity, like COVID-19 origin. Like
1: Hunter Biden's laptop.
4: Like all of the the issues that we like
1: using the FISA court to obtain a uh, warrant uh, illegally paid for by a campaign and a Democrat Party
4: had in years past that have gone on un- to go
1: after your political opponent uh, during the campaign, during the transition, and after the uh, beginning of the presidency
4: resolved like Benghazi with Afghanistan now that's going to be another one
1: pennsylvania where senator doug mustriano is in office there and joins me on the phone hello sir and a happy new year to you
5: thank you for having me back on happy new year and i'm really excited about your expansion into the keystone state that's going to be fantastic
1: i love i love (laughs) rural pennsylvania man i just i really really do it's just it's just too damn bad the states run so badly i mean other than people like you you do you know what you can but man, it's a great state.
5: <laughs> you know my state well. Wow, he really has gotten around. And, and it's it's the the birthplace of liberty, and it's where a new birth of freedom was secured. I mean, just in, of course, flight ninety three, of course, as well here. Yeah. Man. So so much of American history, just so rich in
1: it. <laughs> oh, by the way, by the way, I got the Rona. Did you know that? No. I got COVID. No, I did, did you ever get it? Yeah, I tested positive uh, a year ago,
5: this past November 25th, in the White House, and no crap in front of Donald Trump. They came and said, hey, the Mastriano family's sick.
1: <laughs> wow. Like, well, I got it, and it was really funny, Doug, because um, I, I have been fine, been fine, been fine, been fine. You know what it took me to get COVID? Going to the most vaccinated lockdown city in America, New York City. And I came back no. after broadcasting live literally across the street and five stories up from where Rush Limbaugh started. And I came back with, with COVID, man. <laughs> irony. What and it was not heck? it was not it was symptomatic. It's It sucked. It's not been fun for me. But uh, I Are was.
5: You uh, on the, did you get your taste back in?
1: Uh, oh yeah, I got a taste back. I never had a sense of taste, really. I mean, if you look at the way I dress, um, but uh, but like I'm, i I got my, my I got my, um, I got my uh, hydroxychloroquine and my other drugs, um, and uh, the, all the prophylaxis that um, uh, people like. Um, uh, oh, I'm, I'm blanking blank on his name. The the big podcast, Lord, Joe God. Rogan. Joe Rogan. Oh, very Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got, I got all that stuff. Now onward to uh, Representative Dan Muser, who is demanding answers from DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Who, I mean, what the hell is he doing as a job? Uh, apparently, been saying a lot of, uh, a lot of flights with migrants into Scranton. What do you know about this?
5: Yeah, and likewise at the state level here, I've been pressing uh, Governor Tom Wolf for answers. And we do know there was two flights. Apparently, there's about 120 personnel on board, and it, it seems 112 of them were minors. There's a lot of questions are raised wow. here. Uh, Tom, uh, when Tom Wolf received uh, my letter, he he came out with a statement saying, uh, mocking the legislative body. By the way, he he thinks he's uh, you know, Prince John of Pennsylvania, or whatever. And uh, he did admit that there are flights, but he said. It wasn't their final destination, but he did not say where they're going. So, for instance, Scranton, as you know, is only about an hour south of uh, Bingham, New York. If if that was their destination, why didn't they just land in the airport there? So I seriously doubt that he's telling us the full story here. And additionally, so we just talked about COVID, and we know many, many of these uh, migrants, uh, they're coming in with viruses. Uh, Have they been tested? Uh, since you're compelling and coercing Pennsylvanians to get this to jab or lose their jobs, uh, have they been tested? Have they been quarantined? Have they gotten their vaccine? You know, or is this the double standard here, just to start dumping people into the cities? Who's going to pay for them? Who's going to take care of the schools that are going to require additional teachers? English as a second language. What about the veterans? We have a thousand veterans living on the streets in Pennsylvania. What about the fourteen thousand? pennsylvanian children in the welfare system that need help and need families so tom Wolf's his priorities of the democrat party in pennsylvania are all mixed up
1: yeah um how is uh, uh pennsylvania as far as uh, state is concerned with regard to uh lockdowns i just noticed that in new york new york city is now responsible as of the 26th of december for 29 percent of new infections new york city and and so uh, New York City, Washington D.C. is second. Uh, how is Pennsylvania with regard to uh, shutdowns, lockdowns, mandates,
3: and whatnot?
5: Yeah, I, what was it? Einstein said the definition of insanity: we we quoted off, you know, trying doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And New York City is, is, a, is a case study as well as California of a degree of insanity: It's trying these failed policies over and over and expecting a different result, and it backfires. As far as Pennsylvania. We were one of the most uh, locked down states in the nation, but, but we, we had a freedom movement, of which I was one of the them uh, to reopen the state. And working together with the people of the state here, uh, passing Bill 836, based off of John 836, that Jesus set you free, you're free, indeed, freedom bill. Uh, we stripped the governor's powers away. So he's hard-pressed to oppress the people as much as he has. He's tried to. He's losing in court. and But the worst place to be right now is Philadelphia, which is also trying, trying to mimic New York City
1: Exactly, exactly. And, you know, it's just amazing the face plant. Uh, The the president, did you realize we have the highest number of cases diagnosed today than we have through the entire pandemic? And Joe Biden says he was going to take care of it. Whenever Joe Biden says he's going to fix something, expect the opposite, Doug. Everything he does is the opposite, uh, and and he, just I, to me, it's just it's remarkable. It is uh, remarkable, unsurprising. Let me ask you this: you know, obviously, when I first started talking to you, it was about election integrity in uh, the state of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania being, of course, a hotbed for uh, election uh, stealing by Democrats. Um, have you made any headway there? I know they like they took your staff away. Uh, are you are you moving anywhere? I know that like states like Wisconsin, there appears to be some movements, Arizona, possibly. Georgia, um, is everything just on on hold with regard to election integrity 2020 uh, in the state of Pennsylvania?
5: It's pretty much on hold. And why do I say that? There are some court cases. There has been a subpoena. But the subpoena and the cases aren't about the ballots. The ballots have not been subpoenaed. And that's where any forensic investigation begins and ends. Yeah. That's where you have to do the analysis to see if there was shenanigans with the voting. You know, grabbing machines here and there and all that is not a forensic investigation. So I think now, uh, the Senate leadership, uh, one person in particular, they're calling it a uh, a review. So it's not going to even be a forensic. So what I had not. intended to do here from Arizona, it, it's not going to happen.
1: All right. All right. Um, so I guess we're looking forward to 2024 and hopefully our 2022, I should say. Um, I, I hope to hell there are the same sort of uh, not the same sort of shenanigans and B.S. with, uh, uh, you know, unmonitored ballot boxes sent by uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg and then uh, morning overnight uh, vote dumps and then shutting out uh, election watchers, Republicans. Uh, what are you guys doing about that, bro? Yeah, I have
5: a constitutional amendment to require voting ID. I'm co-sponsoring, co-prime sponsoring that with Senator Judy Ward. I always got to give credit where credit's due. You know, yes, sir. Have politicians run around and take? You know, this this is a team effort here. I have legislation to repeal Act 77. That that this, right now that's a political tool being used by a bunch of uh, hopefuls for the gubernatorial campaign, the Republican side, to you know proclaim why they're so great. Act 77 in its inception. Uh, was not what happened in 2020. It was co-opted by Governor Wolf and our Pennsylvania Supreme Court So that needs to be repealed. So I have a constitutional amendment as well to repeal that I have a Poll Watcher Empowerment Act that has been introduced to, to increase the number of poll watchers that need to be in the room Right behind the counters, not 50 to 100 feet away like the yeah, convention yeah. center in Philadelphia I mean, yeah. I think about a half a million votes if I'm not wrong were counted in Philadelphia without any Republican observers know, around I know, I know. That was about the same time that night, where they stopped counting, and then there was a dump when they turned the, the machines back on of 560,000, was it 530,000 ballots, yeah. want to be accurate, and yeah. only 3,290 went to dollars <laughs> from by that dump. So mathematically, statistically, it's incredibly just impossible.
1: Well, I hope we see a tidal wave. Um, um, I don't say a red wave for Republicans because communism is red and that's the the Democrat thing. But a Republican wave is what I'm hoping for. Uh, Very best uh, to you and your family this New Year's. You've been there from the beginning, my my friend, and I'm here to support you whenever you need it. Uh, Happy New Year. Talk to you soon.
5: Thank you. God bless.
1: You too, you too. Senator Doug Mastriano from the state of Pennsylvania. It's going to do it for the show today, guys. I greatly appreciate you. It's growing by leaps and bounds. Thank you for joining me in the meantime, and please share with others. Just go to uh, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast if you want all the digital platforms where it's available. And, of course, we're on Apple Podcasts. You can go there or just the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson write a five-star review. That would be awesome. Uh, God bless you guys. God bless our soldiers, both living and past Gold Star families. Police and all first responders and you and you thank you very much and until tomorrow don't catch the stupid Thanks
0: for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or newsmaxtv.com or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.